Welcome to the Overcoming Overwhelm podcast, where we share real-life conversations with real people who have been through the overwhelm, the stress, and challenges in life. We will discuss all things related to stress and overwhelm, how it manifests in our lives, physically, mentally, and emotionally, and share practical tips and insights on how to manage that work-life balance, the art of resilience, setting priorities, and so much more. I'm your host, Dr. Shelley Buller, and I am honored to share this journey called Life With You. Welcome to another episode of Overcoming Overwhelm. Today we're going to be talking about information overload. There is no doubt that our brains are the original ultimate supercomputer. However, with the latest research indicating that an individual processes 34 gigabytes or 100,000 words per day, even our brains are finding it hard to keep up. According to Dr. Joe Dispenza, the brain processes 400 billion bits of information a second, but we are only aware of 2,000 of those. So every time we turn on our computers, our phones, we're bombarded with messages, emails, posts on social media, billboard messages, television commercials, we're constantly exposed to information. With all this information, our brains have the challenge of of processing it, but also trying to figure out what's important information and what's not relevant to us. And then on top of that, we look at our colleagues and social media and think that we're the only ones who aren't capable of keeping up. We suffer in silence as our health declines. We suffer from anxiety, irritability. We can't sleep and can't focus. We are overwhelmed. So I'm an avid learner. I love reading. And when I can't read, which I don't seem to have much time for lately, I've switched to Audible. So this allows me to listen to the books I want to read and actually helps a lot. So I can't recommend it enough. So especially if you have a commute that's more than like 15 to 20 minutes, it's awesome. Um... But sometimes this can be a major cause of overwhelm for me too, because in addition to those books I like to listen to and read, um, I attend a lot of seminars. I register for programs, which I know will help me to uh, not only help myself at work, but also help myself in my personal life as well. So over the time, I have accumulated many books and programs, which are mostly unfinished or not even started. Every time I think that I need to, you know, start digging through those um, programs and things, I start getting so anxious and certain about which one I should do first that I find myself in what is now being called analysis paralysis. So unable to figure out what I should just leave and what I should start with, I distract myself with some other busy work and think that what I'm doing is constructive, which it's not because I'm really not making any headway into that list of things that I need to do. So time management is a work in progress for me. So I'm still figuring out how to tackle my to-do lists and organize all the different programs I've registered for so that I can get them done. I have a real case of FOMO, fear of missing out, and I don't want to miss anything. That might be that one important book or that one next best program that will help me to shift um, my thinking or, you know, move me to the next level. So I started to manage my time better and I am working on, you know, researching better um, skills and things like that. So I found an article on the Forbes website. Uh, it's by a author by the name of Laura Shin, which I'm going to summarize for you here. So I've followed some of these ideas for myself, but I'm looking to incorporate some of the ones I've not. So here it is. One, do a brain dump. I have heard this many times and, you know, top management gurus like David Allen will tell you to do this But take the time to write out all the things that are in your head that you feel that you need to get done. After you've done a proper brain dump, then, and it's all on paper, 
what it does, it actually helps you to clear space in your brain so that it's not constantly having to think about it. Now you can focus on what you want to focus on. And two, now that you see everything written down, now you can organize into categories such as what's the most important to do now, what can be done next week, things that you may be able to delegate, and you know things that you even want to be uh, dropping altogether. David Allen calls these categories do it, delegate it, defer it, and drop it. Number two, follow the two-minute rule. This is a new one for me because I haven't heard this before, but um, it makes total sense. We all have these tasks that we know that we um, that won't take long and they'll just only take a couple of minutes. So what they suggest is to designate about 45 minutes or an hour per day just to get them done. Things like emails, um, phone calls, just tidying up. So you can just group that all together and just get it done. Number three, clump similar tasks together. So if you have to pay bills, pay them all at once. Um, you know, some of this can be probably um, clumped up into number two as well. So, you know, paying bills only takes a few minutes, especially now that we do everything online. Number four, don't multitask. Your conscious mind can focus on only a few things at a time. After that, you lose focus and don't make good decisions. So counter to everything I've learned early in my life, what I was super proud of, multitasking, is definitely as productive as we once thought. It actually takes our brain time to shift from, shift from one task to another, so the best thing to do is hunker down, work on that one thing that needs your time and attention, and then move on to the next. This way, you won't waste your time switching your attention back and forth. Number five, limit email or online distractions. We all know how easy it is to get lost in the online world. I have made it a daily habit to not check my emails first thing in the morning when I wake up. I want to wake up with a clear head and not deal with all the stuff that's going on in the world. This allows me to do my morning routine that sets my day right before I have to address the world. And we'll do more on this um, in another episode soon. My morning routine. Number six, eat that frog in the morning. We only have a certain amount of decision-making power a day, so each decision we need to make takes away from our pool. So when we get up in the morning and wrestle with the decision of what to wear, what to eat for breakfast, and other decisions we have to we we have to make, we all chip away at the ability to at our ability to make good decisions. Steve Jobs was known for wearing the same thing every day because he didn't want to use his decision-making power on trivial things like his wardrobe. He wanted to save it for his innovative work. So. What does eating the frog first thing in the morning have to do with this? Well, Brian Tracy, author of Eat That Frog, doesn't mean the literal frog, but he, the way he puts it is that if you had to eat a frog, you may as well eat the ugly fat one first and just get over and done with. So what he's really saying is that we all have these unpleasant things that we know that need to get done. We procrastinate them, procrastinate on them and keep putting them off. So if we could just get them done first thing, then it makes the rest of the tasks that we have to do that day not so overwhelming. Number seven, spend only as much time on a task, decision, and activity as they are worth. Sometimes we spend so much more time on the things that are not important and won't make a major, major shift in our life. We use these things to keep us busy. So rather than doing busy work, do the things that actually will move you in the direction of your goals. Keep the small things small and dev devote only a few minutes to those tasks that you need so that you can save yourself for the big things. Number eight, take breaks. We can't stop. We can't work nonstop and be 100% productive. So taking breaks is super important. Go out and get some sun, 
walk barefoot in the grass if possible, drink some water. Actually, you can multitask some of these things together. Haha. But taking naps can also be very helpful. Just a 15-minute nap is enough. Research shows that people who take breaks are more efficient. Number nine, let yourself daydream. Letting yourself to just allow your thoughts to wander can in fact sometimes clear, pro clear some of the problems you may be having. Allowing your mind to wander can be the tool to come up with solutions to problems you may have been having or a challenging time with. It is said that Albert Einstein and Thomas Edison used to daydream all the time and came up with many of the concepts that are popular for, to, for they are popular for today during these times. So hope these t tips were helpful. Uh, please let me know if you have any suggestions or even let me know what are some of the tips or um, that you use to help yourself to organize yourself better and to overcome the informa information overload that you're dealing with. Thanks so much. I look forward to talking to you soon again. Have a great day. I hope you enjoyed this segment of Overcoming Overwhelm. Please let me know if this topic resonated with you. Please like, share, subscribe, or leave a review so that I can continue to bring you more great information and guests. I hope you know how awesome you are. And if you haven't reminded yourself today, you are awesome. You are perfect just the way you are. Go be you. Thank you.